Well, hey, Merry Christmas. If you are new with us online watching us, thank you so much for tuning in to one of our many Christmas Eve services. We're so glad that you're here. My name is Jason Miller. I'm one of the pastors here at Zion. And on behalf of our staff, our leaders, and all who call this home, welcome. It's so great to have you. Um, I don't know about you, but when I'm really tired, when I've had a long day and I need to fall asleep, I hate nothing more than background noise that all of a sudden my ears pick up. <laughs> my wife loves to sleep with a sound machine. And she, it's just like this little small white sound machine that has like 15 noises on it. And the one she loves most is the one with waves. Now in her mind, she hears that and it makes her feel like we're sleeping at the beach and she falls asleep. Here's the problem. What my ears hear is the pattern. That's all I pick up on. I can tell after a certain amount of time when it's just going to loop again and my mind fixates on it and all of a sudden what's supposed to help me fall asleep is actually keeping me up. It's actually a lot like our, this big clock we have in our house that when it's completely silent in the house, all of a sudden, every second, every tick-tock, tick-tock gets louder and louder and louder. Now, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who's ever experienced this. You know, our brains are actually hardwired to drown out that noise so that we can focus on other things. We have background noise always going on behind us, and sometimes that noise is helpful, sometimes it's not. Over time, what ends up happening is, is our brain trains itself so that smells and sights and, and things that we hear, we just, they become invisible. Now, I wonder... How often Christmas is like that for us? I want you to think about this for a moment. Around this time, people are actually usually busier than ever. They're preparing for Christmas between shopping, office parties, putting up decorations and lights, even the preparation for Christmas itself. We're so busy and going and going. It's as if there's a potential blessing that maybe something God wants to speak, but we're so busy we just can't hear it until we're forced to slow down. One of the benefits that I think has happened over this season of COVID and quarantine is it actually forced many of us to slow down and hear. And for many, this was difficult. Remember, our brains are designed to dull or drown out familiar sounds and smells so they fade in the background. Well, Christmas is one of these things that we do every year. And we get into these habits and patterns. And it's not until we slow down enough that maybe, just maybe there's something bigger, something that's behind the scene that God is trying to tell us about Christmas. Maybe Christmas Eve is an opportunity to slow down and be present. To have the background noise, maybe the background noise needs to come to the front so we can be more aware. We miss these moments right in front of us. Holidays or holy days are some of those things that because we do them so regularly and we attend services and we do the things, sometimes they become the background noise when we actually are missing what God might be trying to speak into that moment. We need to slow down. We don't always know how to be present. Now, I know many of you have been following my Facebook devotionals that I've been doing over Advent, and we've been reading through John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. And in my opinion, out of all the Christmas stories from the four Gospels, or three Gospels, uh, the best and most unconventional Christmas story comes in John 1. There's no Joseph and Mary, there's no genealogies, no shepherds or magi, no escaping to Egypt. It's a very, it actually doesn't read like a Christmas story until you hear its heart. 
because it's all about Jesus, God in flesh being present with us. God stepping in. Psychologist and author Dr. Michael B. Roseberg wrote this, Your presence is the most precious gift you can give to another human being. Your presence is the most precious gift you can give to another human being. Being fully present, to not be distracted by all the noise around us, to slow down and just be present can be tough, can't it? It's hard to be free from distraction, from busyness, even our own thoughts. And yet, when we're fully present, it's when people are most blessed by us. And this is what we find in John chapter 1. Now, you may not realize this, that in the Old Testament, God's presence was connected to a location. God's presence was something very few people encountered. And if it was, it was usually found in a tabernacle or on a mountaintop for a select few. When King Solomon built the temple, it was only in the Holy of Holies, the most sacred of spaces, that you could experience God's presence. But not Jesus. When Jesus came, Jesus came to be fully present in the world. The birth of Jesus is a gift. But the birth is not the present. His presence is the gift. Today, as we read this, I'm going to actually read John 1, 1 1-14. And what I want you to pay attention is this is a God who blesses us with the greatest gift. He is fully present in the world. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, this is Jesus, all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. Even he himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Verse 9, the true light, this is Jesus, that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born of natural, not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Now listen to verse 14. This is my favorite verse, probably in all of the book of John. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. In the message it says, God became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. (laughs) We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. God became flesh and made His dwelling among His people. God, Jesus became a human being like you and I. I talked about this last week. Like you and me, like His creation and made His home among us. He became present in the world. Every one of the Gospels, there are four in all, every single one of them paint the same picture of Jesus, a Jesus who knows how to be present with people, who doesn't just see people as projects, but knows how to step in. He also knows how to be present with His Father in heaven, whether it was turning water into wine at a wedding, 
whether it was teaching his disciples on a hill, healing a centurion's daughter, touching a leper, getting a drink from an adulterous prostitute at a well, healing the blind, eating dinner with sinners, in the middle, sitting in a boat in the middle of a storming sea. Even on the cross, he was fully present enough to forgive the repentant thief hanging next to him. He even knew how to be fully present to forgive those who executed him. Over the last four weeks of Advent, we've talked about hope, peace, joy, and then last week we talked about love. We have hope that the birth of Jesus brought hope to God's people and to the world. We are called to bring hope wherever we go. We're called to bring peace because Jesus was a peacemaker. Jesus came to make peace between God and man, and we are called to do the work of peacemaking in the world. We find joy in Jesus because He is loving. We find joy in striving to be like Him, even in the midst of a difficult world. We bring Christ's joy with us wherever we go when we live out of that joy in and through Jesus, through sacrificial loving and giving. And then lastly, last week we talked about love. Jesus showed us God's Hesed love, love in action, a love not distant but up close in a mess in people's, in the mess of people's hurts and lives. But here's the thing. How do we show hope? How do we, how do we make peace? How do we show joy and love if we're not present? That's why Jesus came into the world was not just to talk about those things, but to show us those things through his presence. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to bring those things into the world by being present in the world. How can we experience God's hope if we don't slow, it, slow down long enough to be present with Him? How can we bring God's hope if we're not paying attention and looking for those who so desperately need it? How can we bring be God's kingdom peacemakers if we're not willing to be present in the difficult times? How do we point people to the joy of Christ if we're not fully present with that joy ourselves and then living out of that joy in the world around us? How do we show love if we're not there? Love shows up. What if this Christmas, instead of focusing on what we're missing, a Christmas Eve service, what if we focus on what God is doing? God is doing something amazing in and through the church in the world. We get the gift of being present with those around us. What if we actually took this Christmas Eve, this Christmas Day tomorrow, to be present, fully present with our families, to be fully present with Jesus, to invite Jesus into our time together as a family, to be present with the world around us, with God's creation, with nature. Uh, I know there's the, they're calling it the Star of Bethlehem, but it's a couple planets coming together. It's the first time it's been seen in 800 years. What if we're missing these amazing opportunities because we're just not present? Because we're not slowing down to be fully enjoying what God is doing. What if the greatest gift God could give you this Christmas is the gift of presence, Emmanuel, God present with us? Jesus spent 33 years on this earth. Only three and a half of them were doing public ministry. This means that for 30 years, he did life with people. He worked, fished, played, laughed, built, built relationships, went to church. That was synagogue. Most people had no clue that they were in the presence of God. But do you think Jesus still didn't act like God in flesh? Do you think all of a sudden, at 30 years old, all of a sudden he's like, hey, I should probably start acting like God incarnate? No, they were experiencing God and they just didn't know it because they didn't have eyes to see yet. But Jesus was still 
the same Jesus that he was during his ministry. He was the same person all the way through. Maybe they couldn't see it because they weren't fully present. I wonder how many of us are missing the amazing things that God wants to do because we're just just not being present. I'm pretty sure Jesus still showed compassion, love, forgiveness, mercy, gentleness, peacemaking, joy, humility, and was kind way before his ministry ever began because he was the same person through the whole thing. God in flesh was fully present with them and he's fully present with us today. And here's the Christmas Eve challenge that I want to give us today. And it's one that I think if we do, it's our way to bring everything that we've been pushing for in Advent, to bring it into fruition. So here it is. Ready? Here's the challenge for you. What is one way you can be more present with God this Christmas Eve? What is one way, one intentional thing that you can be show being fully present with your family or your neighbors or even with our church community? If you think about it, go ahead and share that in the comments here. Share it. Share what is one way that you can be more fully present. Maybe it's thanking God. Maybe it's singing. Maybe it's sitting around and watching a worship service. Whatever it is, think about it. Thank you so much for being with us today during this Christmas Eve, and we hope you have a Merry Christmas. Would you please pray with me? God, we thank you that Jesus came to be present with us. Last week, we talked about your Hased love, Lord, and that presence led him to, to empathize, to show love in action. God, when we are present with you, we're reminded that you have always been present with us. We just needed to be, we needed to slow down long enough to see it, to hear it, to be aware of it. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for indwelling in us. Thank you for our church, for our community. Thank you for all those uh, across the world right now that are celebrating. We pray for the church as a whole, that we would be the light of the world, that we would learn how to be present in our world so that people might see your glory and your fame. In Jesus' name, amen.